So this is the soundtrack for one of the pieces that's on David Taylor's production. This is the one that was created by Farabee Ensemble. And uh, so you're going to hear traditional uh, Persian classical instruments, because I personally believe that Persian classical music is on the same level of nuance and attention to detail and composition as Western classical music. So you're going to hear, uh, it's going to start out with Jahan Masuri on, on Santur, which is a dulcimer. And I don't play ney up to scratch. So you're going to hear the clarinet take the voice of the ney. The other instruments you're going to hear is Kami's um, Yazdanfar on tonbak, which is a, a goblet-shaped wooden drum. And then, of course, Ahmad Sufiani on tar and vocals. And he's the one that arranged these classical melodies. So um, enjoy. Here it comes. Thank you. 
I don't know about you, but I fell into a meditative trance. <laughs> no, I, I blinked and five minutes or so Beautiful. went by. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Just, yeah. Incredible very very beautiful um so i wanted to ask a little bit more um david about um zicker the dance company and um a little bit about you know how that was created um a little bit of the history and um also you know why this collaboration really um you know how it how ruins really matches what you're trying to accomplish here with Farhabi and um, with Meg and um, Shahrazad. As a young man, I became very interested in the teachings of George Ivanovich Gurdjieff, who was a seeker of esoteric knowledge around the turn of the 20th century. He was born in uh, what was formerly the Soviet Republic of Georgia near Tbilisi. And he went out all over the world with a like-minded group of young people seeking knowledge, going to Egypt, going to the Mideast, meeting dervishes, which are sort of like the uh, Islamic equivalent of saints, and going also into Central and Asia and the Far East. He came back from these journeys filled with a repertoire of sacred dances that were taught to him, some in a what he called later on a secret monastery uh, called the Sarmang Monastery. And these dances were again designed, first of all, to bring the student to a state of inner attention. But as the student progressed in their training, in their dedication in their evolution spiritually, the dances, according to Gurdjieff, were also uh, able to impart an esoteric teaching coming from a higher source. One of the dances in our program is an amazing piece that is over 2,000 years old that Gurdjieff witnessed in a very small village in Central Asia, what is now commonly called Turkmenistan. And he came into this small village and there was a funeral going on. And the people of the village had hired a group of professional women mourners to do this dance that was designed specifically to safeguard the passage of the departed spirit from the physical plane into the spiritual plane. Well, Gurdjieff kind of had a photographic memory. He remembered all of the movements. He remembered the music. He had it transposed by his pianist back in Russia. And it's one of the, his repertoire of over 250 of these sacred dances that he taught his students. But this one is really special because it was not actually his, but one that came from an ancient, ancient culture. And they told him it was over 2,000 years old. What's so amazing is that every time we've performed it with different dancers in different settings, ranging from in performance to actually we did it once, believe it or not, at an after-work cocktail party, everything stopped. It went into total silence. You could hear a pin drop. And I've been in the audiences where people had tears rolling down their face and they knew nothing about what they were seeing except what they actually experienced. So Gurdjieff called this objective art, 
instead of subjective art. It comes from a higher state of consciousness and actually has the same effect on everyone according to their level of understanding. And it's one of the pieces on this program. Zikr was founded uh, back in 2009 with the specific purpose of trying to keep some of these historical masterpieces alive and bringing them to now a more lay public. Many of these sacred dances in the past have been hidden. For example, the Mevlevi sect Sufi whirling dervishes, which everyone has probably heard of today, used to be completely secretive. You could never see them. Um, Balinese sacred dance, you could never see this. The aboriginal, real uh, sacred dances, you could never see. Well, all of that has changed now. It's amazing. In 2002, I saw an ad at the Paramount Theater of the Sufi whirling dervishes, and I thought, oh, this can't be the real thing. It has to be some sort of concocted entertainment to play on the the, the, the whole knowledge and, and reputation. Well, I went to see it, and it was the real thing. And not only that, in, instead of just exclusively men, which it used to be, now there are female whirling dervishes. So what was once hidden is now being revealed. And I think there's a very specific purpose to this. I think it's not accidental at all. Um, so this is what Zikr is all about. It's to bring these dances that are not for entertainment, although they can be extremely entertaining for anyone to watch them. They're actually visibly beautiful, but their deeper, more important purpose is on an inner plane level. And according to Gurdjieff and many other uh, spiritual masters, depending on your degree of inward awareness and focus, these dances can be transformative and transcendent, not only for the participant, but for audiences watching them. So this is what Zikr is all about. Uh, we prepare these performances. It takes a year of preparation. And the main focus this year is a world premiere entitled Runes, which is based on the ancient Northern European alphabet with very unusual symbols that all have a very specific meaning, but also have different layers of meaning. But another aspect of the idea of runes was the form of divination and prophecy, where certain individuals would actually cast the runes. They would be stones, would have the sacred symbols on them, or twigs, and in the presence of a seeker or a group of seekers who wanted to know their destiny, the runes were cast, and that particular person was of a certain degree of knowledge to read the runes and to give you the prophecy regarding your destiny in life. And so this is our world premiere, but we also have seven other pieces on the program, including a couple of Gurdjieff sacred movements, and then, of course, again, the world premiere of Atash by Sharzad. So this is going to be a very special program. 
Wow, and um, I understand that it's opening in two weeks. The Yes, the... we have six performances throughout the metro area. It opens on Saturday and Sunday, June 2nd and 3rd at the Lakewood Cultural Center. The following weekend on June 10th, we're at the Lone Tree Arts Center. And then the following weekend, right here in Boulder, at the Dairy Center for the Arts, Friday and Saturday, June 15th and 16th. And we conclude at the D.L. Parsons Theater at the North Glen Community Center on Sunday, June 17th. All ticket information can be uh, gleamed from our website, www.com zickerdance.com and zicker is spelled z-i-k-r zickerdance.com great great and Sharzad, you will actually be in um denver very soon and there'll be a reception on um on june 3rd is that right that's correct at like the cultural center yes yes oh. that's correct okay Yes, I'm coming to Denver on the 27th and uh, working with these wonderful dancers on the 28th and 29th. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much all for uh, coming in and speaking to George and I about this wonderful collaboration and um, really just uh, can't wait to to see it and experience it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Looking forward to it.